0: Now, you don't get to celebrate this. Why? You can only celebrate if you're a Leafs fan, Steve. I am a Leafs fan. I did a, a full time Leafs fan. What are you talking, th- I am a full time Leafs fan. Hey, I'm not stupid. I see it cozying up with the president of the Sharks, the Sharks truther and all that stuff. You taking the jacket. I mean, in my defense, it's a really nice jacket. It is a pretty nice jacket. Did the Leafs have one of those? I don't know. If they did, would you get one, possibly two? I mean, yeah, if they send them for free, for sure. Let's go! Good, we all feel Stop! good. Stop! Never gets Rusty! What am I doing? In my kitchen! Producer Drew, can you fix all this? Ah! And when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can crumple crumple yeet! So i that going differently. With you wherever you are, go welcome go. to LFR. Go LFO. We go. Go, we go. Go, we go! Victory puppies, Iggy! Do you care what he's gonna make against the cap? No, me neither. You're just a dog. Did you see the double catch? That was actually really impressive. Drew, slow it down! We need slow-mo victory puppies! Doom in! That California road trip, baby, Leafs win four to one over the San Jose Sharks. And what's the big story? What's the big story? The three wins in a row, the sweep in the road trip. No money it's money because William Nylander is about to sign his contract but we're not going to talk about that yet we're not going to talk about that yet you wait you wait your turn and by popular demand we got a marley minute later in this video where Nick Barden is going to be talking about the Hildebeest more details there because everyone kept asking for it actually how about we throw to it right now because I forgot to throw to it and it's too late to reshoot anything Dennis
1: Hildebe might not have gotten a start for the Maple Leafs on the California road trip but there's still a lot to look forward to with the 22-year-old Netminder. With questions remaining about Elias Samsonov's short-term future, it's always possible Hildeby could start sometime next week, maybe against the Sharks on Tuesday. Nevertheless, I do want to go back and discuss some of the reasons why Hildeby had so much success in his debut season in North America. Now, I'll list the obvious points first. His size and the fact that he's mentally strong really helped Hildeby finds success early on, but another factor is Marley's goaltending coach, Hanu Toivonen. Toivonen has 61 games of NHL experience, but when I asked Hildeby last month about why the two clicked together, Hildeby to joked that it was because of the Scandinavian blood, given Hildeby is from Sweden and Toivonen is Finnish. Hildeby also said they agreed on many ideas and even came up with a few ideas of their own while the 22-year-old was with the Marlies. And when I asked Marlies head coach John Gruden about Toivonen on Friday, his face brightened as he described all of the traits that Toivonen has in terms of he cares, he likes to teach... And he takes pride in what he does. Rudin also said that he's worked with plenty of good goalie coaches in the NHL. And Toivonen has a lot of their qualities. Right now, though, Toivonen is working with Samsonov to help build him back up to get to the NHL. And while that's going on, it's always still a possibility that Hildeby makes his NHL debut with the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: Listen, we all know what the story of this game is, alright? William Nylander scored two goals and then on Hockey Night in Canada, Elliot Friedman went and dropped a bomb that the Leafs are gonna sign him for eight years, something like eleven and a half. Before we go talking about that and the game and all of that, I wanna talk to San Jose Sharks fans. Specifically. First of all, I was invited to this game by Jonathan Betcher, the president of the San Jose Sharks and I want to personally thank him very much for the invite. Uh, I didn't take him up on the invite on account of I couldn't go to California <laughs> and unfortunately wasn't in the budget and it seemed like a somewhat frivolous business expense. And also over the last few days I had a little staycation in the town with the wife and son. We went to the aquarium, the hockey hall of fame and he saw the Stanley Cup and I didn't tell him about the the long time it's been since the Leafs have been on it. What am I complaining to you for about that? I'm sorry Sharks fans. Listen, it's a rebuild year and you're trying. You're trying your best. And I know there's no casuals. No, no casual is spending their time going around YouTube looking for random content from a Screamy Man. You are hardcore hockey fans. The type of hardcore hockey fan that would actually sit by and watch their team get 10 goals hung on them in back-to-back games. We're talking about the type of fan who misses Half a dozen of games a year, max. You at least catch part of them. I don't expect you to stick around for the whole 10. But some of you came into the fold because I came up with this cutesy thing a little while ago called Sharks Truther. And basically, what that was, I was paying attention. Everyone was paying attention to the Sharks when they were 0 10 1 to start the season because that's miserable. It's miserable and it appeared to be getting worse at the end of it. Then what happened? Well, they finally ended their streak against the Flyers and we said, well, now that's over. Then we watched them win back to back games, this one again against the Edmonton Oilers because that's when the Oilers were a complete train wreck and the whole hockey world, the whole, all of us are sickos! We're deranged individuals for tuning in and watching that hockey game. That was, that was on a weeknight, I remember and we we, on a work day on a school day, we stayed up and we watched that game. And then we just sort of stopped paying attention to them. Meanwhile I'm looking at their record as the games go and they go and they go and they kind of got beat up in some of those games but they would come back And they would win, or they would at very least force overtime. And then they have like a point streak going and a win streak going. And then you look and you go, oh, if it weren't for the beginning of the season their pace currently would just have them straight up in a playoff spot. And then uh, Jesse Blake from the Steve Dangle Podcast spotted the DAY that I ruined it. On December 7th I tweeted, I've decided I'm absolutely a Sharks truther. Jesse Blake tweeted that since I tweeted that, the Sharks are 1-10-1 and over their past 12 games, which is now uh, 1-11-1. and That's one win over the past 13 games. Look, Sharks fans, what I would say is this it's the NHL. If you do a good job, which I generally think the Sharks are doing, Rebuilds don't take that long. Like you look at a team like Buffalo for example, a team that should have taken strides by now and you could argue that they have but like I thought they were gonna be really high up and in a playoff spot by now. Well in terms of the Buffalo Sabres doing right things like smart things that help their team win, that only started recently. Like the Sabres have been bad since Mike Greer was still playing for them dude. That was like at least five jerseys ago for the Sabres? Because I remember him playing in the navy blue and gold and they had the Buffalo slug in there. Did he wear the Buffalo slug? They brought back the red white and black, they have the blue and gold which is beautiful so they're like oh let's get rid of that. Another example could be the Ottawa Senators and there's another team where you're like well they should be better by now and well have they done smart things? Well, no, not really. I mean some but not enough. Part of the reason that I did the whole Sharks truther thing is I, believe it or not, watched some Sharks hockey. Because I'm like what makes these guys bad? What's making them struggle? And Leafs fans sort of transitioning into talking about the game, I think we saw some of it in this one. Like yes, the Leafs dominated the Sharks in shots. At one point it was like 20 to but I didn't watch that game and see a team that was truly awful. Like a team that's shambolic, that's just giving the puck away at every opportunity and just screwing up. Like generally bad teams are dumb, you know what I mean? Like they're, they make bad decisions in the front office when bad decisions with the coaching staff and bad decisions the moment the puck is on their stick. I didn't see that with the Sharks. What I see is is a like decently well put together team in terms of coaching and style and no execution whatsoever. A breakout? Forget it. A pass? Forget it. You know what most of the bad teams in the NHL over the years, what don't they have? Goaltending! They just rely on their bad goaltending to help them tank. The Sharks have gone in the complete opposite direction. Like Mackenzie Blackwood gets shelled every night and comes up with these saves. The Sharks are gonna draft some really good players over the next couple years. They already have guys like Zetterlund who are gonna come up and Eklund. A lot of it is gonna come down to what do they do with this upcoming trade deadline because we've seen, we've seen teams strip it down to the bone and sometimes it takes those teams longer to recover than you expect. Yeah you got all those draft picks but did you really need them all? Even the Arizona Coyotes like they had all those draft picks and now they're good and well see maybe that's the way to go. Dude they traded a lot of those picks. They traded up in the draft, they traded to get guys like Jersey, they get saves. Sharks fans, all I'm saying, tough it out. That's the Sharks truth. Now back to your regularly scheduled Leafs video. Whoa they killed them! Oh man! All game belt pretty soon. Let's go Willie. You know what Sheldon Keith and his staff have taken a lot of grief this season and I think a lot of fans default to being mad at the coaching staff whenever the Leafs are bad. There's something to that on occasion? But we gotta praise them when they do something well. This was clearly the better team on paper and they played like it all night and you might say well what does Sheldon Keefe expect for that a cookie? Yeah but how often does a team especially the Leafs show up and they're just like ah we can coast through this one. Ah we're playing the Sharks, it's cookie night, let's go out and try to get a billion points, outscore our problems. No! They looked at it like you know what? We're 2-0 on this road trip, we beat a really solid team in the LA Kings and uh the Ducks. Let's head home with our heads held high and feel good about this, let's gather some points! Because dude the Leafs were like kinda not so low key doing pretty poorly. Like slipping in the standings a bit. Boston just won't go away and the Panthers won't go away! These are all valuable points. I'm still mad they dropped two to the Blackhawks but it was hard for a while. Blackwood was stopping all the pucks, the Leafs get a power play, he's still stopping all the pucks and then Granlund… Um, can I take back the thing I said about dumb mistakes? You almost never see this but he plays the puck with his hands in the face-off dot, that creates a 5 on 3 situation. Mitch Marner scores a power play goal, the Leafs had a 5 on 3, it's a Merry Christmas! One nothing after one, the official shot count according to NHL.com, the Leafs 17, the Sharks 3. Second period, rather late in the period, this was a great shift by this weird looking third line. Max Domi just hustling in there, to beat out the icing, he ends up not even getting an assist on this play because Liljegren gets the puck. He hits up Pontus Holmberg, who gets it to Callie Yarnkrook. Yarnkrook, who looked like he was heading to the bench for a change, spins, fires, and it's a trickler through Mackenzie Blackwood. Yarnkrook's tenth of the season, and screw it, take him how you get him. He had a golden opportunity earlier in the game. They showed him on the bench. He was mad about it that he didn't execute, and he scores on that. Call it even there, Callie. Third period comes. We're halfway through. The the game is still like weirdly within reach for San Jose but William Nylander just takes over. I don't want to narcon guys getting points but uh Jake McCabe and Tyler Bertuzzi both got assists on this goal. Dude, it's McCabe with an outlet pass to the blue line where Tyler Bertuzzi is standing still. William Nylander screaming up the ice and Bertuzzi just goes here because that's how he would say it. Willie brings it in, snipes it off the bar gross disgusting. After we spent the whole intermission going I don't know if I'd give him that much. Yeah. I don't know if I would pay him that much. Bing scores. W- w- what's the percentage on that? What's the, what's the cap percentage? That's what really matters. Is the percentage? Man, we all turn into capologists when he scores a goal like that. Gross. It's three nothing. Sharks don't go away. They didn't have a lot of opportunities in front, but Granlund finishing on a second attempt making up for his mistake earlier brings the sharks to within two and i know a lot of people are like ah the sharks whatever and i'm like a lot of their wins this season have been comeback wins maybe mind your p's and q's and then willie nylander says oh don't worry i'll just score again this time from below the goal line he's goofy he's silly he's truly goofy and silly here he is with the belt again i just wanted to show that off because he got the belt two goals and a 4-1 win Martin Jones by the way, only allowing two goals in three games in California. The Leafs as well. But Martin, mostly Martin Jones. So here, let me talk about William Nylander real quick. I don't want to make this into a big long thing because I will make it into a big long thing when he actually signs. The reason I don't want to do something until he actually signs is, remember on like Friday? Or was it Thursday? It was like a couple days ago. <laughs> where Nick Kiprios gets on TV and he's like yep he's gonna sign and it's eight years and it's 11.25 roughly and now here we are on Saturday and he scored two more goals and now it's 11.5 per year. A lot can change and you never know what can change so I don't want to talk about something that's not confirmed. Like he was asked about it after the game and he's all cheeky like oh we'll see I don't know like it's probably gonna happen but I am scarred deeply scarred from the Shohei Otani to the Blue Jays thing, which never happened by the way! So how about we wait for this news to actually come out? and then i'll give you my two cents so you don't have to hear it twice. Although, we'll start questions with Producer Drew! Snarky avalanche fan Producer Drew goes me looking at Rantanen for 9.25, Devontae's for 7.25 and McCarr for 9 million on cap friendly. Oh no he didn't stop there! Then Producer Drew doubles down and goes wingers I'd rather have over Nylander. Matthew Kachuk, Brad Marchand, Nikita Kutrov, Carol Kaprizov, Miko Rantanen, Artemi Panarin, Mark Stone, David Posternak, Kyle Connor, Nick Robertson, oh, sorry, Jason Robertson, and Mitch Marner? Oh, 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 we don't have time to unpack all that. Could argue Keller Gensel brought. No, you couldn't. What? Jake Gensel Stop. He's a borderline top 10 winger. The issue is the Leafs cap situation makes the deal look. <laughs> How about you look? Pfft. Ooh, I like this from Paul Zhang. Thoughts on Holmberg? So I know we all like the Nick Robertson, Max Domi, Callie Yarncroak line. They do really well. Their underlying numbers are really good. But if you watch them, and we do, uh, we could understand why a coach might not like that line that much. I love Max Domi on the team. Max Domi can stay on this team and be a productive member on this team. I don't know how much Sheldon Keefe trusts him at center. Especially defensively. And I definitely don't know how much he trusts him at center defensively with Nick Robertson on his wing. That's a big part of the reason Kelly Yarncroke is there. With Pontus Holmberg, he's in his mid-20s, he's not really a prospect anymore. There's not much point having him in the AHL other than he's just depth. I think what they're trying to do is figure out what they have with him. And tonight? He was good! He was the coach's pet. Doing smart things along the walls, creating plays, and being responsible in his own end while like creating great scoring chances. And he did great in this one! Like I think that third line of Robertson, Domi, Yarncroak, part of the reason their numbers are so good is because of Sheldon Keefe and their coaching staff deploying them properly. I just think they know that once the playoffs arrive there's nowhere to hide and I think Sheldon Keith, like this move is him screaming from the rooftops for Brad Tri-Living to do something about that third line. I think he likes his fourth line now. Noah Gregor returning to San Jose. Bobby McMahon, I like more and more every game and David Camp is well, at least back in the lineup. But I think the Leafs struggles heading into the holidays. I think this is Sheldon Keefe also sending a message that hey, this isn't purely on Samsonov. Like Martin Jones has been really good for the Leafs since stepping in, but you have to admit he's probably had more help in front of him. Is part of that the Leafs made him more comfortable in front of Jones? Probably. But also you gotta admit over the last few games they've made way fewer mistakes than we're used to seeing. By the way this is how it could go on the California road trip. <laughs> Robert Malloy showing me this uh from the companion on the discord. Last year the Leafs didn't win a single game on the California road trip it was games 8, 9, and 10 of the season ending with that BRUTAL loss against the Ducks. Okay there's there's my angry faces there. Here's me tonight. I'm happy they won. And lastly this is a hot button topic from Adrian. What are your thoughts on Bieksa lighting up Nick Cousins on Hockey Night in Canada? Yeah if you haven't seen the segment I highly recommend you go check out Sportsnet socials and uh like Kevin Bieksa lit up Nick Cousins for just the way he plays, uh, just the way he plays. His brutal hit on Goodbranson earlier this season and then what? He turtles. And then his completely unnecessary hit on Yusuf Valimaki while Valamaki's down on his knees. Now Bieksa didn't say this part, I'm gonna say it. Go and look at Nazem Kadri's hit on Tommy Wingles. From the 2018 playoffs against the Bruins where he got suspended three PLAYOFF games for that hit and then go look what Nick Cousins did to Valamaki. Please, like I'm five, explain to me the difference between those hits. Is there a three playoff game difference between those hits? He got nothing! NOTHING! And then Zucker hits him from behind and it wasn't nice but then he gets three games! BX is absolutely right, I hope it rattles Cousins, I hope it rattles the whole Florida Panthers team. I doubt it on account of they just beat Colorado 8-4 but these guys are brutal and this is why the Florida Panthers are absolutely my 2024 Stanley Cup pick. They get away with murder. They DO murder and also get away with murder. It's one thing to get away with murder but if you're not gonna do the mur- anyway I I could see how this clip would be bad. But dude, Sam Bennett is flopping around and diving all while SMASHING your rookie's head into the ice like it's a coconut and Nick Cousins is running around and he's running Eric Goodbranson and he doesn't get the veteran rub from the league at all and then he runs a because he's learned nothing and never a fight. Kevin Bieksa pointed out at the uh, uh th- there was another one uh, from I think last year he lays a hit he's at the bottom of the pile again and Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk went after Sam Gerard today. Every single time every single time there's one of those after the whistle scrums if there is someone who already has a dance partner or they're the smallest guy on the ice you can guarantee matthew kachuk is making a beeline for that person because that's the player he is and i tell you what they win they win and then they kick your ass and they win and if you're a hockey novice right now you're going but you're not allowed to just kick someone's at yeah you are yeah you are if the league just allows it you can just do whatever you want every now and then there's a team that just comes across hockey that just does whatever they want often coached by paul maurice winnipeg jets a few years ago like 20 when was a uh, like the pav electricity year they could just do whatever dustin bufflin just doing whatever man. Dude, the 2011 Bruins, I know it's a very long time ago. Go back and watch, watch that Stanley Cup final. It was funny that Canucks fans were mad. Mm, they were right. They were pretty right. I think where BX lost some people is he brought up Rafi Torres and it's like well Rafi Torres should have been kicked out of the league. But I think what he was saying is well Rafi Torres stepped over the line repeatedly and was actually punished for those things. Whereas Nick Cousins, just just do whatever you want bud. Just do whatever you want. It's cool. It's cool. Dude, the Sportsnet panels and Hockey Night in Canada in general has been a lot more feisty over these past few weeks. It has power. It's still an institution with power and I wish they would say these sort of things on air every week! Every single week! Because this is going to be a talking point now. Paul Maurice is going to get asked about it, the players are going to get asked about it and they're going to be salty about it and then it's going to happen again? Or they calm it down. I doubt it. It's probably just going to happen again. They're going to double down on it. And then once they double down on it, at least we're going to have an answer. At, le- at least the league can definitively say, hey knock that off or we're going to do something about this. Or what the league usually does which is just do whatever you want. Like it goes from the sport of hockey to playoff hockey which is a different sport it's a combination of hockey and felonies. Oh yeah sure I'm sure they'll clean up their act for the playoffs. <laughs> More calling out nonsense please. For now that is it for this one thank you very much for watching click like if you like this video click subscribe if you really like it tell all your friends William Nylander video coming once the news actually drops and might just be in time for Monday which is when we record our first podcast back after the
1: holidays. Beautiful stuff. Subscribe to STPN, by the way.